We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the training camp is upon us edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley and I am joined by Ross Uglum, who will be at camp asking the questions, asking, getting the answers on things that matter. Uh, Ross, when are you heading out? Uh, are you excited? How are you? How are you? I mean, I guess I should I should ask. I'm doing well, buddy. Um, I, I, I'm very excited. Uh, I, I, you know, I feel like camp last year was camp. But this is going to be open locker room again, as far as I understand it. Um, it it's going to feel like 2019. And I know that sounds insane because we're so far removed from the start of this pandemic. But uh, it's going to feel like camp, you know. And uh, I, I, I certainly took in camp for years as a fan. Now as the publisher of Packer Report, um, having all the access I always dreamed of and getting to ask the tough questions. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I mean, that's kind of. Our role at Packer at Packer Report is to represent the Packers fan, and I'm going to do that as as best as I can, as professionally as I can. And man, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm yep. just excited. I always get uh, my ears perk up a little bit on the Zoom calls, which I guess aren't going to be a thing anymore. Ross Uglin, Packer Report. You know, Andy Herman, Packer Report. The questions I come after that, but uh, it is going to be exciting, man. That you guys are, like you said, as far as we understand, going to be back in the locker room. I mean, think of the last two draft classes, we have not really gotten to know these guys in the same way that you typically would. I mean, think of like Eric Stokes. I don't, I don't know a lot about the kid other than he's a really good football player. You know, he's not someone, you know, with limited locker room availability. You only get to talk to the kid when he's selected by the team to come to the podium. So that's something that I'm looking forward to as far as, you know, open locker room availability. Again, it's just the, the, the stories that can come out of that when media members are able to talk to all these guys and you never know, you know, what you're going to glean from those conversations and then what the articles and the podcasts and all that other stuff. Right. And, and a lot of the time, Jake, like during camp, um, 
they'll have some of that stuff or they would have some of that stuff. Like we'd know who we were going to talk to after practice before practice. Let's say Omari Rogers makes like four lights out plays day two of camp. People are going to want to talk to Amari Rogers, but if Amari Rogers isn't on the selection, nobody's walking up to his locker and talking to him. Like if we were already supposed to talk to like Preston and Rashawn and Campbell. Yeah. That's who we're talking to. Like they're, no, it's it's uh it's just a completely different thing, and, and um I'm excited selfishly, but I'm excited for our yeah. fans as well. No, I think we're all excited. I think we're all excited to get back to what we love the most, and that is, you know, as much as people mock the the fluff stories, you know, and the stuff like that, we love that stuff. We love it. Like you talk if if a Oh, dude, if a like you like just like what you mentioned, if Amari Rogers puts two good practices together people are going to forget all about his punt return woes last year and be back on that wagon. You know what I mean? Or like Amari Rogers is a good example because he looks like he's trimmed down, you know, like stuff like that. So I can't wait. So excited, but um, we'll get back. We'll, we'll circle back to camp here in just a second because uh, there was some really big news today and it's news that always kind of gets swept under the rug uh, just because you expect it to happen um, if things are going well, but it's still good to talk about. It's still, um, good to see that the Packers are taking care of the guys that are, are steering this ship. And what I'm talking about is Coach LaFleur, uh, Brian Gutenkus, and Russ Ball all got, you know, presumably contract extensions today, um, as I believe Mark Murphy was the one uh, that uh, that said so. You know, we don't all, we don't get to see the details on that always. Um, but for the foreseeable future, the three guys that have really taken this team um, back to the brink of being, you know, knocking on the door of the Super Bowl, uh, they're all going to be back together. And Ross, you know, when you look at that and you look at those three guys specifically and what they've done for this team the last three years, you know, what does that what does that mean? What does that mean for the Packers to be able to keep those three guys together? It's, it's big, man. Um, you know, I, I've gotten, and I hate to always bring this to like conversation I've had with Vikings fans, cause that kind of the lowest common denominator thing, but just like, you know, conversations I've had about Goody not being that good at his job or LaFleur not being that important or how screwed they are without Adams. And I, you know, I, yes, certainly there were some Rogers injuries involved, but there are also seasons under Mike McCarthy where Aaron Rodgers played all the games and they weren't very good. And frankly, Aaron Rodgers was okay-ish as well. Um, these guys are important. Like, unfortunately, towards the end, Ted was not that good. And Brian Gutekunst basically remade that roster completely in two off seasons into one of the better rosters with or without Rodgers in the league. Uh, same thing with Matt LaFleur. His systems – as much credit as you have to give Aaron Rodgers for his back-to-back NFL MVPs, he just wasn't playing that way under Mike McCarthy, period. He was not playing to that level. And will that work with, I don't know, Jordan Love? Maybe, maybe not. But the bottom line is he got Aaron Rodgers to play better. He got Aaron Rodgers to play a lot better. He's a good coach. Brian's a good GM. Uh, by all accounts, Russ Ball is also very good at what he does. Um, I just I, I think it's nothing but a positive step. Uh, Matt has, has done nothing but one since he's gotten here. He is excellent at his 
uh, chosen side of the ball. He, he's a very good offensive coordinator. He's a very good head coach, leader of men. I have reservations about whether or not he's excellent at choosing defensive and special teams coordinators. But, uh, you know, you get that patched up and, and maybe they'll really be cooking. And that's, the you know, what always cracks me up, too, is when people talk about, you know, Matt LaFleur is only good because of Aaron Rodgers. And if you and, and Matt has answered those questions and he basically is just like, yeah, he it helps. It does help a lot, you know, and <laughs> that is the right answer, because any coach ever. In the, in, that has ever coached any sport is better when your players are really good, you know. And are we going to see, are we going to see how good Matt Lafleur is after Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but it's still going to depend on his ability to 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 develop a quarterback, just like it is with anyone. So um, I, I think what's really special about this group is how they have worked together. Um, and incorporated each other's strengths. And now, you know, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is almost part of that group as well because, you know, he's kind of forced his way into it for a lack of a better uh, words. And uh, it's it seems, you know, for the most part, like it's going well and how well they work together and how much, you know, from the outside looking in, it just doesn't seem like there's egos in that room. And, you know, credit to Mark Murphy. Uh Mark Murphy probably doesn't get the credit he deserves amongst Packers fans for what he's been able to do for this team. Um, for whatever reason, he's kind of be, he's kind he's kind of been thrown under the bus in certain situations. But man, he's really put a group of men together that are really steering this ship in the right direction. Would you like them to have another Super Bowl under their belt? Because that's what everyone's gonna always gonna bring up is well, they haven't won anything. They won the big one. No, they haven't. But. They have been very, very competitive for the three years they've all been together. Um, and if they win a Super Bowl, then man, watch out because they're they're all getting they're all getting streets and named look, after. It's a, it's a big deal, you know, to win the big one. Like that's it, it. The place is called Title Town, but there has to be a little perspective. Like there are, there is luck involved in football. Uh, there are thirty-one other teams also trying to win the Super Bowl. And if you, you know, are one of the 31 that doesn't, doesn't mean you all suck at your jobs. No, I mean, there, there are certainly franchises that aren't good, uh, you know, but um, at the end of the day, there's one winner and 31 losers. And, and unfortunately, you know, since 2010, Green Bay has been one of the 31. Yeah. And they've all been, I mean, and it has been heartbreaking each year. You know, we don't need to rehash that. You, you guys know, you guys know that it's been heartbreaking. Um, but honestly, any, any other yeah. good team, any other team that's enjoyed success like the Packers have over the last 30 years, they've, we've all got heartbreaks. You know, we, we all do. Because like you just said, man, it's, it, is a, it is an oblong shaped ball on a football field and that thing will bounce a weird way. You know, and it just happens. And sometimes it bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and that's just the way it goes. Like literally, the only people that can be yeah. happy are Patriots fans, and even like, yeah, but even Patriots fans, uh, they Tom Brady's lost Super Bowls. But you know what I mean? Like they they, they yeah. still, they're gonna have they have regrets. Yeah. Patriots fans have regrets too. Yeah, the helmet catch. I mean, yeah, the fluky absolutely. stuff, fluky stuff. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, this time next year, we'll just be talking about how uh, how the, like I said, how these guys are getting streets named after them. So. Uh, you know, and that all starts here. That all starts, you know, in the coming weeks at training camp. And as this stuff is approaching, 
I think it's always really fun to look at it and just kind of talk about like, what are we excited about as far as players? You know, everyone's talking about who, who's going to make that second year, third, fourth year jump. Who are we not talking about enough? You know, who is going to, where are the training camp battles? We talked about the right side of the offensive line last week. Um, and the offensive line is going to be a big question. Obviously we got some news about David Bakhtiari's knee that nobody wanted to hear. Um, and we don't need to talk about that because we don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything other than it's not good. It's not not ideal. Um, but we're not doctors. We're not David, and uh, we'll we'll let the chips fall where they may, and, and just hope that he can be the left tackle for this football team. Um, but as far as training camp battles, training camp stories, Ross, what are you really looking forward to to watching? And I mean, you're going to be at you're going to be at the practices. What what do you kind of have earmarked as things that Uh, you want to keep a close eye on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you know, it's it's too bad from a selfish perspective, you know, um, the answer one was Christian Watson. And, and I don't I don't think answer one is that far away from what a lot of Packers fans are feeling, even, you know, uh, the 94 percent of them that aren't North Dakota State fans. Uh, he he's the chosen one, man, um, of all the guys that they have on that roster. He is certainly the you know, the one they have the most in, invested at at the wide receiver position. Um, highest drafted wide receiver shoot probably since Walker. I think he was taken yep. ahead of where they took Jordy. So drafted higher than Jordy, drafted higher than Randall, drafted higher than Devontae, drafted higher than James Jones. The list goes on and on. Um, you know, high expectations for a freak athlete and just wanting to see where they line him up, where they line dubs up, where, you know, what they do with the Mari, what, what that looks like. Uh, how does Lazard look in, in his kind of role as the man? Um, I don't know. That was the big one, but very, very interested to see, you know, Amari Rogers. Uh, he's really the, the, the guy that, you know, they have a lot invested in from a draft capital standpoint that uh, we didn't see enough of last year. Uh, very excited 
to see what where they line up Quay Walker, um, how much of that they show us, how much of that they maybe don't. But just just very interested to to see all that. Um, and, and, and ultimately, even without Christian Watson, a big, big deal is like who yep. can win? You know, um, Rasul Douglas, Jair Alexander, and Eric Stoltz are high-level defensive backs, period. This team is now full of guys that, man, you look at some of these, like, skill position rankings and you look at just some, you know, some outlets actually will just rank the wide receiver groups in the league. And there's no respect for this group, period. Uh, and, and so I'm interested to see if a, a group, you know, cornerback group that even non-Packers fans might believe is top one, top two, top three in this league as far as just a top three group of guys in, in John and, and Rasul and, and uh, Eric Stokes. Like if Romeo Dubs can beat Jair Alexander, that's going to be a big deal. If, you know, um, Alan Lazard – Posts up Rasul Douglas on third and 12. That's a big deal. That's really going to be interesting for me to watch. And the other thing, and, and I unfortunately won't probably get a chance to see it uh, when they put the pads on, man. I've been in love with Devontae Wyatt for a long time, and I'm, I can't wait to see him. And that's, that is the other thing, right? If we, This is really going to be the first time for some of those big boys that we're going to be able to see, well, hey, what, what do you got? You know, are, you know, Sean Ryan, can you play right tackle? You know, Zach Tom, can you can you play four yeah. spots on the offensive line? Can you can you just continue to win? And that's the other thing, like going back to the receivers, man. Yeah, like you said, if you can win in camp, you can win in this league because that is a really really competitive group that they're going to be facing, um, better than most of what they're going to see on Sunday. So that is going to be the best medicine for them, and, and I would totally expect them to just get their asses kicked the first few couple days uh but yeah i mean maybe Jawan winfrey comes out there he's the guy winning reps and he's because if, if, whoever it is is going to be turning heads um and then back to amari rogers too is maybe one of my most excited guys to watch um one thing i would ask him and i, I don't know how you broach this subject i guess it is kind of weird in the nfl but i'd ask him like hey man have you have you cut some weight because he looked from the pictures that I've seen on Instagram and, and other places of him working out, he looks like he is, he's trimmed out a little bit. But the other thing that I, I think a lot of people forget is we just really didn't see this kid at receiver last year. So if your, if your complete and finished opinion of him is just based off of him as a punt returner, as a rookie. Yeah. You think he's dog trash because he wasn't good. He wasn't good at it. And that's, that's, that is not a secret, but we really did not see him play in the slot that often. Um, and I thought when he was on the field, I thought he did look a little bit more sluggish than he did when he was at Clemson. And that's, I don't think that's just the speed of the NFL thing. I think he just was playing a little bit heavy. Um, so if he has, you know, trimmed out a little bit, can he be that slot receiver, that slot option, um, kind of the young Randall Cobb that's going to be able to move the chains and, and they're going to be able to do some fun stuff with, because I, I mean, man, his, his last year at Clemson was a lot of fun. He was someone that was, I, I was high on when they drafted him. And I think a lot of people were just because he seemed like one of those slot type guys. That's just going to be good. You know, just going to be a good football player in the NFL, you know, how good we don't know. Uh, but I thought his, I thought his uh, bust rate was super low. 
And so the fact that he came out as a rookie and, and just really couldn't see the field and, and in the, the, the limited opportunities that he did have, he didn't really shine. That was surprising to me. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see him in year two in that wide receiver group because he kind of is the forgotten man um, and someone that they had. They, you know, they took him in the third round. That's not a that's not a throwaway draft pick. That is a that is a high draft pick. And I believe they traded up quite a bit to go get him, too. So they really like him. And uh, it'll be it'll be cool to see what they're able to do with him um, in year two. But some of the other guys are, you know, the guys that we talked about, Ross, the offensive line. How is that going to shake out? Because, again, Zach Tom, Sean Ryan, uh, Royce Newman, if if you can block, you know, Rash- Rashawn Gary, if you can block Preston Smith or Kenny Clark or depending on what Wyatt's doing, then it's, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, man, you can play in this league. Um, so uh, those are some things that I, I personally am excited to kind of watch play out. Um, and, and what do you, what do you make of, and I know this is going to be probably one of the storylines that will get written by someone. Um, and I'm already kind of trying to get ahead of it, wondering how fair it is. What do you make of, you know, the first week or two when Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be chewing some young wide receivers ass about doing something wrong, <laughs> you know, getting in their grill, getting in their face mask about this or that, uh, what, what do you make of all that? Because we know it's probably going to happen. Well, and that's the funny thing, right? Or not funny, maybe isn't the right word, but like that's the interesting thing to me, right? Is you're talking about um, how you think the young receivers or even not young, like Juwan, well, Juwan Winfrey's probably young, but even, even the guys that are just stepping into larger roles, Lazard, whomever, you, you're thinking like they're going to take a lot of L's to this secondary because it's a good – it's a good secondary, which guess what? Yeah, it is. But if you think Rodgers is just going to like take these L's, right. it's not how it's going to work, man. Like he's going to light a fire. He's going to start talking some trash to the defense. He's going to uh, get after these young receivers uh, or, or, you know, if it's a lineman that misses, like he, he, his expectations are high. And you know why? Because his level of play is astronomically high. He plays up to, to the standard that he holds others to. He's not just a rah-rah guy. He's not just a guy that bitches and moans. Like, no, you might not all be as talented as Aaron Rodgers. You might not all be headed towards that gold jacket. But, like, your attention to detail, et cetera, needs to be on par with his. Your preparation needs to be on par with his. Knowing where you're supposed to be needs to be on par with him. And, look, that might not be a realistic expectation, especially for guys like Robert or like uh, Watson and Dubs, but – that's going to be the expectation, man. And and like you said, if they start taking L's to this defense in team period after team period after team period, it, he, he's not. No, it's not just going to be a well. Heck, remember I told you, I told everyone to relax. Like he might be saying that to us, you know, to the media, but he is not going to be saying that in the huddle. He's not going to be saying on the sidelines. I mean, he wants to win every single rep. And you go back and like the guys that he has absolutely loved. You know, like obviously he loved Jordy, loved Devontae. Those guys had the physical skill set as long as the as well as the the mental makeup as well. But look at like Jake Umaro, someone that just you talk about where they're at as far as physically. Jake Umaro is is a borderline NFL talent, right? But he is someone that just knew where to be, was smart, uh, knew the place. He knew exactly what Rogers was thinking. When Rogers saw something, he saw it too. And th- that's what that's what Rogers, I think, really likes. 
you know, and that's another guy. And I know we, this isn't the North Dakota State podcast, but that is like Darius Shepard was another guy that made this team. And I think in large part because Rogers just really liked him and liked the fact that he was smart as, you know, smart as it gets as far as a kid, but just not a, probably an NFL athlete. So, you know, with these young guys, how quickly can they get to be to that point where Rogers is looking at them and maybe, you know, still making mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to get chewed out. That stuff happens. Um, but is he seeing them putting in the correct amount of work or what he views as the correct amount of work to get there? And, you know, if, if 12 is telling you to do something, you better do it. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's not only just getting in your grill about, you know, wanting to raise your level of play. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what it takes to be successful in this league. And the storyline that always cracks me up to, and I know this is something that Packers fans get, but, when Aaron Rodgers does it, he's a bad teammate, right? When Tom Brady does it, he's a competitor. And so he's a leader, man. He's, he's leader. fired up. He's just, he wants the best out of you. you know? But Rodgers is just a dickhead when he does it. So <laughs> it's always funny. And I'm sure yeah. – and that's why I wanted to talk about it too because I'm sure those stories will be written. I, I just – I can already see them on ESPN right now, you know, front page stuff. Like Rodgers not – Roger's not clicking. Pro, yeah, pro football, football talk. Roger's not clicking with wide receiver. Pro football. You know, like all that stuff. So um, that'll be. Next I oh, heard exa- yes. the click The people that basically profit off of triggering. And that's, dude, that is the other. This is this is a little bit in the weeds. But here here's, okay. <laughs> Packers fans are some of the most passionate fans in the world. No doubt about it. Those guys would be idiots right. not not to poke at Packers players because they know when they say Aaron Rodgers is losing it or, you know, whatever, some negative thing that it's absolutely asinine, Packers fans are going to click that and read it like crazy. They know the algorithm. They know the formula. Well, not only that, man, like they're a national brand. People don't understand that. People get mixed up in – we talk about arguments with Vikings fans – like, I don't think people understand that Pittsburgh Steelers fans and Packers fans are the number one and two fans numerically in the country. And Pittsburgh and Green Bay, specifically Green Bay, aren't anywhere near the top of the population or the market size, the TV this, the TV that. The Steelers and Packers, specifically, obviously, the Packers are national brands. You just look at it and not to like, you know, get on this like patting ourselves on the back thing. But like you look at where a lot of the, you know, well-followed voices and Packers, Twitter and Packers media are. Yeah. Aaron Nagler's from Appleton and Andy Herman lives in Swamico or something like that. But like. I'm from Fargo. You live in Kansas City. You didn't grow up there either. Jacob's from Chicago. Jacob Westendorf, who founded Game On Wisconsin's from the Chicago area. Uh, Eli Berkovitz is, is, I think, also from Illinois, but now lives in L.A. He's got 14,000 followers. Zach Jacobson, if it weren't for Twitter, would have 25,000 followers. He's from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like all these passionate – Perry Goldstein, my girl, from New York City. Um, all these super passionate Packers fans, the super knowledgeable Packers fans, people that uh, have gotten to the level of like others wanting to hear their voice. These people aren't all from, you know, Green Bay, Delafield, 
Wausau. Like that, that's they're a national brand, man. And look, that's nothing against Packers fans from Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. I love spending time in Wisconsin. I love all of you. I just like it's a natural yeah, brand. Truly. It is. I mean, you go out, go out anywhere, man. You're on vacation. You're you're bound to see some Packers gear. Like it just it just is that way. You you know not you don't see you don't see a lot of Kirk Cousins jerseys when you're vacationing in California or Florida. You know, like it's just just kind of how it is, man. But um, it is what it is. But we we are way off the beaten path, uh, <laughs> which is fine. I love going to the weeds. But but that's it for us, guys. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff to talk about even. Next week when we're on Ross, we'll have actual training camp stuff to be talking about. Is that that's right? I'm not wrong about that, am I? Uh, yeah, unless there's some serious yeah. cancellations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there will so that be that'll be fun. Like we have made it, guys, and I think I've I've, I've like signed off the last four weeks by saying, "Oh, we're close. We're getting there. We really are." Like you can you can taste it. It's it's right there. So uh, we'll be talking we'll be talking about the fluff pieces, you know, next Monday about the you know who knows who knows going to be who's going to be showing out at camp and who we're probably all going to overreact about. Love it. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait for you guys to hear it. Can't wait to talk about it. Um, Thanks for joining us. And as always, Go Pack Go! Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.